0: AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Let's go ahead and welcome the best-selling author herself. Come on, welcome Dr. Cindy Trim. It's such a great, great opportunity that God has given us to be able to present to you this teaching series on Hello Tomorrow. And without going into a whole lot of details in the book, but we want to supplement the book with the teaching, and we're grateful to have an opportunity to do so. So we want you to take out your notepads and your note pens and your iPads and your phones and your laptop, whatever you're keeping notes on, and take copious notes, and I want to draw your attention to Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 22 to 24 and then verse 27b we want to begin our teaching there. So Father, we give you praise and honor and glory even as we are locating this particular text. We pray that you would think through our minds, speak through our lips, let there be none of me. All of you bless our time together together, and give us a greater understanding of the power of vision. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So in the book of Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 22 to 24 and then verse 27 B, the scripture. It says, Son of man, what is that proverb? And today um, it's interesting because we have something called fake news. So long before uh, 45 coined the phrase fake news, um, God was speaking to Ezekiel and said, What you're hearing is propaganda. What you are hearing is fake news. And he said, what is this that I'm hearing in the land of Israel? Saying the days are prolonged or protracted. They're drawn out and every vision faileth. In other words, the people were getting discouraged because uh, everyone in, in the um, nation of Israel was saying it don't make sense to have a vision. And God was saying, well, what is this that I'm hearing? This is fake news. Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord, I will make this proverb to cease. I'm going to bring an end to this propaganda, to this fake news, and they shall no more use it as a proverbs in, in, in Israel, but say unto them, the days are at hand and the effect of every vision. In other words, this is false alarm. This is fake news that are making people feel that everything in their life is going to remain the same and it doesn't make sense even to have a dream or even to have a vision. It's all fake. So for there shall be no more any vain vision nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. The vision that he seeth is for many days to come. And he prophesied of the time that is afar off. In other words, tell the people to say hello tomorrow. It is going to come to pass. And this is the power of vision. Even God was encouraging an entire nation to to stimulate people's interest in vision. To encourage people to have a vision. Not just a vision for their nation. A vision for their industry. A vision for their children. A vision for their marriage. A vision for their family. A vision for their community. And don't let anybody discourage you concerning the vision because the vision is important. Now, a vision is perhaps one of the most single important spiritual forces in the world. Why? By it, lives are enhanced. By it, purpose is actualized. By it, Potential is maximized. It is the force that has shaped our world and fostered the progress of humanity. It is responsible for technological advancement, medical and scientific breakthrough, community development. It is responsible for creating economies, creating monopolies, and all of mankind's accomplishment. It is because someone had a vision. It is the single most important force that shapes our entire life. One of the things that Winston Churchill said, history will be kind to me because I intend to write it. Helen Keller said the greatest tragedies in life are people who have sight but not vision. Now there are 25 things that I want to share with you concerning vision. Number one, a vision is a spiritual reality unborn to time. A vision is a spiritual reality unborn to time. There's another way that we can say that a vision is a spiritual reality yet to be born in time. You're saying the same thing. So the spirit realm is the causal realm. And we know that vision requires the use of your imagination. The imagination function, not only from your brain, but your mind, your mind is spiritual. It cannot be seen. Your mind then uh, projects it onto your brain. Your brain interprets it as an image. An image has to be articulated. Therefore, you have to write the vision and you have to make it plain. But visions are the things that push humanity forward. And in order for us to be pushed forward, in order for us to succeed beyond where we are and progress where we from beyond where we are, it requires a vision and visionaries. So let's look at Daniel chapter 2, 28 to 29. Vision is a spiritual reality yet to be born in time or spiritual reality unborn to time. And so Daniel 2, 28 to 29, fantastic. If you read the whole text, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar is given visions and dreams, many of which he could not interpret. So he has this dream one night. And he's frustrated because when he wakes up, he can't remember it. Has that ever happened to you? You've had a dream, and then when you wake up, you're frustrated. Or you remember it when you wake up and you say, I'm going to write it down later. But the later never comes, and by the time you get to the end of the day, you can't remember it. So this frustrated Nebuchadnezzar because he knew that it had some relevance and importance, not only for Babylon, but for history. And so he said... out word and he wants all the astrologers and all the wise men to interpret the dreams nobody could interpret so he decided that he was going to kill all of them however David uh, 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 Daniel rises up and he says just give me some time to pray this is why prayer is important because God not only wants to give you a vision he wants you to be able to interpret it he not only wants to give you a dream he wants you to be able to interpret it he wants you to be able to Articulate it, and so uh, after the fasting, after the praying, the God of revelation. And in our last, in our last uh, teaching, we talked to you that God is a God of revelation. He's a God that wants to reveal things, and a vision is God revealing things that are about to happen in the future. So Daniel, after he comes out of prayer, he makes this announcement. But there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets. Remember the scripture says in Deuteronomy, uh, 29, 29, I think it is the secret things belong unto God, but those things which are revealed belong unto man. And so he said, God is the one that reveals secrets and make it known to the, uh, to the King Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days, what shall be in the days up ahead. Again, a vision is a, a, a spiritual reality yet to be born in time. And so here is a vision, that God has given Nebuchadnezzar. Here's a dream He's given to Nebuchadnezzar the things that are going to be born or things that are going to be manifested in some distant future. He said, Thy dream. And the visions, both of them, of the head upon the bed are these. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon the bed, what should come to pass hereafter. And he that revealeth its secret maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. And so God has given Nebuchadnezzar a vision of things that are going to happen, how humanity is going to unfold. And long after he dies, he's able to peer into the future. And see these realities, these uh, not just potentialities and possibilities, but these things that are going to be actualities that are going to manifest. And God showed him by way of a vision. Now, when it comes to dreams and visions and interpretation, you're going to interpret it based on the current cultural, um, and educational and technological and social environment that you are in. So that is going to be your language, but it doesn't mean that sometime in the future, that is going to be the same language attached to the vision. It might be something else, but you're going to speak in the language that is modern to you. So that what was modern to him he saw this image and he said, this is what you saw in the image. He said the images head. this is Daniel uh, chapter two, verses 32. If you would, you would go there with me, please, because Daniel proceeds to interpret the dream. He said the image head was of gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of breast, his legs of iron, his feet part iron and part clay. Thou saw it till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were on of the iron and clay, and break them into pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken to pieces together, and became like the shaft of the summer threshing floor. And the wind carried them away that no more uh, place was found of them and the the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Drop down to verse 44 to 45. And in the days of these kings so if there are kings there are kingdoms shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people but it shall break into pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand And forever, For as much as thou saw the stone was cut out um, of the mountain without hands, that it break into pieces, iron and brass and clay and silver and gold. The great God had made known uh, to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof is sure. Now, remember, God said to Ezekiel, encourage the people. Tell them, do not give up on their vision. If I give them a vision, it's going to come to pass. And many of the visions that we will receive made up be manifested in our day, but we will be instigators of it to occur in a day that passes or is beyond our lifetime. And so you need to be able to have the capacity for God to begin to give you a vision, not only for today, but to help you to promote, uh, to provoke tomorrow, to help you to shape history. And many of us are here in this generation because we are not just history makers, we are history shapers. And in the book we talk about a young Winston Churchill, he was a teenager, and he grew up in a, an abusive home. His parents had, had um, he grew up in an abusive home. Um, he wasn't that uh, popular in school. He understood rejection. But while he was a teenager, God gave him a vision. And he said something like this. He said, the day will come when our kingdom will be under such pressure that it would then be my responsibility to deliver this kingdom out of the hands of evil. And he was young. But the day came when the Nazi regime rose up. And although he was not popular, what he had spoke came to pass. He was the one that said, history shall be kind to me because I intend to write it. Now, here's what you can say every day. History will be kind to me because God has already written it. The scripture says that we come in the volume of the book it is written of us. You don't have to live your life amongst the clutter of the uncommon and the clutter of the common folk, excuse me, the clutter of the coming folk that just accept life as it is. You can be a history maker. You can shape history with vision. So here is Nebuchadnezzar. He's an, an unsaved. He's not Jewish. He does not know God, but yet God gives him a vision, um, that he shows him of the um, uh, inevitabilities that will occur um, on, on the landscape of history. This was Nebuchadnezzar's vision. So Nebuchadnezzar was given this vision about world empires, which would be, become superpowers. So as we look at these world empires from the canvas of world history, we will notice the prophetic unfolding of scripture being painted by emerging world powers, powers straight down to the current superpower called the United States of America. So we can only speculate about the evil principalities and agencies within these these world powers that ultimately bought the judgment of God to destroy them and then to be superimposed by another superpower. But history, we can draw from them the principles and lessons that will help us to understand how the the secular world is clashing with the sacred. But if God gave, gives you a vision, you will be unstoppable. And so I want to just take some time to examine this vision that God had given Nebuchadnezzar. And, 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 and in the vision, his vision was about the unfolding of world history and the emergence of superpower nations. Now, you remember what we said, what a vision is. A vision. Is uh, a spiritual reality yet to be born in time. It's a spiritual reality unborn to time. And so God used the imagination of, of, of Nebuchadnezzar, gave him a dream, and th- this image depicts um, uh, how his dream would be unpacked based on uh, the sovereignty of God. You had the golden kingdom, the head of gold, which was Babylon, the silver kingdom, which was Medo-Persia. And so you you see Daniel playing a major role in the Babylonian kingdom. And then it, you you get the Medo-Persians and you see people like Aster, Mordecai in the Persian kingdom. They play a major role. And then you have a Greece and you have in Greece, you have Socrates, Aristotle, all of those wise um, uh, uh, philosophers that we quote today, but also in Greece, you have the um, Olympics, and then you have the Italian, a.k.a. Rome. But Italy was a superpower. This was the Iron Kingdom. And then you had part iron and part clay. And this is important for you to understand, part iron and part clay. This is Great Britain. Great Britain is the womb that birthed the United States of America and clay and iron does not stick together. You cannot amalgamate those two. So you see United States of America coming out of the womb of Great Britain, forming the tolls of clay, which is the United States of America. Then you had the stone that came along and destroyed all those kingdoms. The stone that the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone. We are lively stones. So we are part of this great move. And remember, all these superpowers are being driven by an ideology, one consuming the other. So we didn't lose the Babylonian mentality and paradigm. It was just consumed in the medo Persians, and then it was consuming Greece. And if you notice all of the... These uh, elements got weaker and weaker until you got the clay, which was the weakest of all. And this speaks about how human humanity progresses, and we get stronger and stronger in one sense. But in terms of of, of our love for God, in terms of our morality, in terms of our ethics, each time we progress, we get weaker and weaker and weaker in those areas. Now there is a lot of scriptural uh, symbolism. And I just want to just give you an idea of how and why it is that Hello Tomorrow is an important book because if 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 a part of the plan of God could be seen by someone who was a heathen, I'm just wondering why God's people are walking around blind. Is it's like the God of this world has blinded our eyes? But I. Speak Speak into the eyes of your spirit. Let there be light. You're going to see again, and you're going to see uh, with unblurred vision. And 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 God is raising up visionaries, not just us that decree and declare, but visionaries. Visionaries uh, are, are relevant. You see, what we do in the church is significant, but most of what we do is not relevant. The cult- culture changes every two to or three to five years. And the church changes every 30 to 50 years. So we're a day late, we're a dollar short because we are plain and lazy. We 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 want everybody else to do it. But 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 what are you carrying? What does God want to unpack out of your life? And so let's go back. We have the golden kingdom, and this is Babylon, and it was the superpower of that day. Now, those of you that know history, remember we had Mesopotamia and there uh, and then from, uh, it was ruled by um, Hammurabi. And then after the Mesopotamia, all the world was called Mesopotamia in that region. It was just called Mesopotamia. And then after that, there arose a visionary by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. And when he arose, he became the superpower. And he took Babylon and made Babylon the epicenter of the entire world. And this is amazing because what, 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 uh, Babylon gave us, and you, you remember, uh, uh, who, uh, created Babylon, uh, it, it's amazing that, that, that the parents of, of, of this one, uh, 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 man that, that built Babylon, I just can't imagine how powerful his parents were to raise a child who established a kingdom when other people were just, just had tents and they, they, they had a few Cattle and some crops, and they were happy to live in a, in, in a tent. He he went from a village to a kingdom. And he didn't just build one kingdom, he built several kingdoms. And then he rose his uh, he raised his children to think kingdom or to think a mon- as, as a monopoly. A monopoly has to do with control. In other words, if you build a, a, a company, you don't just want to be a company in your industry, you want to be a monopoly. You want to be able to build a dynasty. What was it about his parents that they could cultivate such a visionary leader back in the day? And we have more revelation. We have more education. We have more insight. We have more technology. What is it about this generation that we don't have more visionaries when we have more resources available to us? What is it about? us that we are stuck where we are five years from now if you talk to a person they're going to tell you the same story ten years from now I decree and declare you will not be amongst those that have not progressed beyond where you are today you are going to be a visionary you are going to say goodbye yesterday and hello tomorrow you are going to be used by God to help to push humanity forward say amen so, so, uh, the, the Babylonian kingdom pushed humanity forth because there were visionaries that were there. And they, 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 they were the ones that gave us the, um, Hammurabi code consisting of 282 laws. So they established universe, these laws that governed their affairs and then, <clears throat> They established government, so the Senate didn't come from the United States of America. It came all the way from Babylon, and then they had specialized labor force. Before that, there was no title, no profession, but then they started, you know, to develop a division of labor and give people titles. They had scribes, they had builders, they had carpenters, they had politicians, and they had ladies of the night, a.k.a. prostitution. So that 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 that's an old prostitution is one of the oldest professions. Can you believe that? But it didn't it didn't just start on Fourteenth Street in the red light district. It started all the way back there. And then they developed systems of communication, writing, trade, taxation. Taxation is not Uncle Sam. It started way back in the Babylonian. But the vision continued, and history records that Babylonia uh, kingdom gave way to the media. And so this is where you see Esther and Mordecai. They were visionaries and they came up with uh, social strategies to deliver people from marginalization and oppression and ethnic cleansing and human trafficking. It was it was a woman Esther along with her um her mentor who was one of the uh, most brilliant legal minds in his day and the this silver kingdom the medo persians persians they had visionaries and they 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 were the ones that that gave us Glazed bricks and metal works and they gave us the banking system and they gave us polo the game and they gave us more taxation and guess what else someone developed had a vision of developing something that would refresh individuals and they called it ice cream so Ben and Jerry was not the original visionaries the visionaries were born in middle Persia and then that kingdom gave way to the brass kingdom and they were the Greeks so the Greeks uh, uh, they were intellects and they they pushed humanity forward through culture and 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 rationalization and, and that was the vogue of the day the Greeks gave us language they gave us architects. They gave us literature and poetry and drama. They gave us the Olympics. They gave us the philosophers, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, but that kingdom came to an end and then uprises another super kingdom. And this is the iron kingdom. This is where you get the Roman government, AKA that, that, that super kingdom called Italy. Rome was the epicenter, but Italy controlled the world. They were the superpower. And so Italy, they they, they were known for their naked military might and their brute power. And, and they gave us, they gave us architect and engineering. And the Bible, uh, begins to prophesy where the prophets were prophesying that there would come a time where there would be infrastructure built to support Jesus and his purpose. And, 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 and it goes something like this. Uh, every mountain will be be, become a valley and every valley will be bought up. In other words, the, uh, the, the, the playing field will become level, but that means that they would level the roads so that as the king entered, he would not have to be, um, have the problem of not having smooth roads. And the scripture says, make way for the king is coming and they are prophesying all kinds of things. And then you find the prophecy that was spoken off by, by, uh, Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Isaiah about Jesus, you see the prophecy and you see it manifested in the nation of Italy. But Italy gave us engineers, infrastructure, architects, highways, it gave us cities and states and provinces. And let's go back. Let's just backtrack for a moment. They gave us infrastructure, gave us highway. And today, they're talking about the cities in America, like cities in Pittsburgh, where the the, um, uh, 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 different bridges are collapsing where the heating grid needs to be uh, rejig, where the electrical grid needs to be rejigged where the telecommunication telecommun- needs to be rejigged and here you have a visionary and he, he used to be a basketball pa- player you could read about what he's doing now and he bought Starbucks and you all know who I'm talking about and he took his Starbucks company and he decided and he built the Edders, Michael Jordan so he had a visionary for uh, the last generation but now it is said that Michael Jordan is turning his eyes towards infrastructure that is a man of, of, of vision and you would say, why would we need infrastructure in the United States of America? It is because the infrastructure that we have no longer can support the growth the population and it is old, the grids are old, the system is old. You could see in Michigan what happened to the water system, poisoning so many people. It is because the infrastructure and most of us are happy with the iPad. But here is Michael Jordan that said I'm not happy with an iPad. I'm only happy Happy when I can build wealth. And he's going to build wealth because he's getting involved. He's moving from Starbucks to infrastructure. Are you getting me? So these are visionaries. These are people that, that are looking beyond where they are. Where is the world going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now? Those of you that are millennials and you're young and you're involved in ministry, you need to stop duplicating ministry that are in existence because when you in another 10 years those ministries will not be relevant anymore get a vision for for the millennials in fact ask God to give you a vision for where the world is going to be in 50 years from now where the world is going to be 100 years from now stop duplicating other people's vision see with your own eyes discipline yourself until god gives you the vision and then discipline yourself until you're able to articulate it say amen where's the world going to be you can't keep building uh, your business based on t-shirts you, you've got to see beyond that. Why sell t- uh, just t-shirts? You know how many units you have to sell in order for you to make a million? Do you realize how many people are selling t-shirts? That means you literally have to reduce your price lower than uh, 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 Sam Walton or Walmart. You've got to be able to reduce it lower than Walmart. You you You're not competing with your cousin and your auntie. And your Uncle Bubba, you are competing with these conglomerates of companies with these monopolies. And you've got to be able to ask God, give me a vision so that I can be the cutting edge in my industry. You don't just want to be on the cutting edge. You want to be the edge. So you have all all these nations that are pushing humanity forth. And here is Nebuchadnezzar. He was long since dead. But God gave him a vision of what would happen. He didn't give him all the details, but he saw these superpowers. And when these superpowers arise, then God began to uh, excavate the details and download them to visionaries that built uh, provinces and thermal baths and heated floors and gave us the calendar and three course meals and the Roman alphabet and Latin language and mass entertainment before you, there were the the editors that you sit down in an air-conditioned and buildings with three, with, 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 uh, 3D and 4D before there was any such thing as a theater. You had a, a, a uh, Italy and you had the Roman government that produced mass entertainment. They had stadiums, empathy editors. They were the ones that pushed the republic and, and, and the senate and that in, that was the inspiration for modern democracy. They would be the first to keep indentured slaves within their own lands and colonized. They were colonizing long before Great Britain and the United States of America. This is powerful and God gave Nebuchadnezzar a vision and he saw it and it didn't do well with the interpretation but at least he saw it. And then he saw on this image a part iron and part clay. He saw a time, he didn't have the word Great Britain, but he saw the time when another superpower would w- when, when, when uh, Italy as a superpower would give way to another superpower, and that superpower would be Great Britain, and Great Britain would arise, and then out of there it was part iron, part clay, and so you, you they maintained the iron, and then the clay wrote the Declaration of Independence, and from the Declaration of Independence they wrote the Constitution of the United States of America and established United States of America as the United. United States. In other words, you are looking at the toes, which are clay and the toes are united on two feet, hence the United States of America. And it was once divided between the North and the South, which is the left leg and the right leg. But now United States of America are using both legs and we are crushing it. We are a super power. And so what was left was the iron. And here you have Great Britain, Margaret Thatcher, who was referred to as the Iron Lady. So a lot of people believe that that uh, the Bible is ancient, but is more modern than you can ever imagine. And so you have the United States of America. Of course, you have Great Britain. You have these visionaries that rose up. You have the king's language, the queen's language. You have common law. Without the common law, there would be no uh, uh, attorneys and and lawyers today in the United States of America. Why? Because we use the common law. And then we write our our law based on that. You have agriculture and industrial revolution. Um, It was the Brits, uh, uh, Great Britain that gave us the subway. They call it the tube in Great Britain, but they gave us the subway. You had all these inventions, the railway, gas turbine, jet engines, automobiles. You had this economics that was developed that gave us free trade and capitalism. And, uh, um, you had the scientists and philosophers that gave us all the great works and Bacon and Locke and Newton and Russell and Darwin and you have these amazing politicians. You have Disraeli, Gladstone, Churchill, Thatcher, Blair. You had literature, Shakespeare, Milton. You had Bronte, Kipling. Uh, You had Dickens. You have crime fiction, fiction writers like Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes. They gave us all the children's story like Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Winnie the Pooh, Peter Rabbit, Harry Potter. They gave us all the architectural styles, the Norman, the Tudor, the Gregorian, the Regency, the Victorian. You gave they gave us pop uh, music, the Beatles, the Rolling Stone, Pink, Pink Floyd, Queen, Robbie Williams, all Saints. They gave us all the luxury cars. Rolls Royce, Bentley, Jaguar Lotus, Aston Martin. They gave us fashion Burberry, Dunhill, Paul Smith Vivian Westwood, F C U K. UK. And they gave us Oxford and Cambridge University. They gave us the Commonwealth Nation. They gave us and color photography. They gave us sports. They gave us tennis. They gave us badminton. They gave us cricket. They gave us golf. They gave us rugby. They gave us boxing. They gave us games. There's new could, there's croquet, there's bridge, and all kinds of things. It had to be a visionary that did that. Why do we know? Because the former kingdom, the former superpower did not have it. But then you have the toes, which is the United States of America. And the United States of America is something because visionaries are still being birthed and they're being birthed all over the world. But let me give United States of America her kudos as well. They gave us Sam Colt. He gave us a revolver. They gave us skyscrapers, chewing gum, blue jeans. That was Levi Strauss. you have the visionary Dr. Pemberton that gave us Coca-Cola. You got jazz from New Orleans. You got animated movies. You got sound movies like Warner Brother and NYC. You got the internet. You got the uh, Viagra. You got Silicon Valley. You got Apple computers. You got airplanes and jets and calculators and CDs and elevators and elec- electric uh, lights and uh, hot combs and curling irons and electric stove and peanut butter and pacemakers and sewing machines and telephones and televisions and transistors and vacuum cleaners and basketball. And that is because in these superpowers, you have visionaries, people who were not fond with the past that believed that they could contribute to pushing humanity forward, and they did it. Then you had the stone age, Jesus Christ. We are part of the stone age, the stone that the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone. So back to our text. Our text came out of Ezekiel. What is this that I hear that people are propaganding this fake news that I don't give visions anymore? Tell the people to dream again. Provoke them to become visionaries. And that was my assignment in writing this book, Hello Tomorrow. To provoke every believer to become a visionary. And everything you need to know about writing a vision is in this book. Chapter 8. Chapter 9 talks to you about uh, vision boards. We, we go line by line, precept upon precept. We tell stories of how little girls that are 3 years old that that are often by both parent in little villages in africa end up prima ballerinas in europe because of a vision we talk to you in this book about disappearing buildings and it seems like it's sci-fi but they are building right now architecting buildings that disappear is right here in this book and you and I are called to be visionaries. And my assignment in your life is to undergird you and give you the tools to do so. So when we talk about vision, during Ezekiel's days, people had become discouraged. And they stopped believing. And they stopped fighting. But God is going to challenge you. And is going to give you a vision. But your village vision is going to be challenged but you cannot give up. I love the quote from uh, Lord of the Rings, spoken by Tolkien's, and I can either share it with you by quoting the particular quote, but I also can encourage you by showing you a simple clip. Why would God give you a vision? Why would he give vision? And why does he want us to keep pushing no matter what is happening around us, no matter what is happening to us, to continue to pray, continue to believe, to continue to believe that God wants to give us visions that pushes humanity forward, that brings it back into alignment, our cultures, uh, our, our nations back into alignment until the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of its Christ. There is still some good in this world. And it's worth fighting. The kingdom of heaven suffers with violence. And the violent take it by force. How do they take it? They take it because they're motivated by a God-given vision. Our Father, our God, we give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you for this section. We pray that individuals will be motivated not only to read the book, but to write their vision and to make it plain empower us anoint us give us the discipline give us the faith to know that in the unfolding of your plan for humanity you have written us into the equation now unto him who is able to do the exceeding abundant above all you can ask or think is according to the power that worketh in you